What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello and welcome to another Baseball America podcast. Uh, I'm Hudson Belinsky. Got Carlos Colazzo here with me. What's up, Carlos? What's up? How's it going? Um, it's going well, man. We're at uh, we're down here in Fort Myers, Florida. We're gonna we're we're taking in the the perfect game national showcase, and it's it's really the you know I, I'm gonna say unofficial uh, beginning of the the showcase circuit, but it's it's really the the beginning of the yeah. showcase circuit. And we we go you know I was, Carlos and I we hit the road. You know, after the the day after the draft, we we hopped in the car. Five a.m. in the morning. Yeah, going to to pick up Carlos down in Sanford. (laughs) But uh, we hit the road. We and we got to Fort Myers, and I mean, the talent has been really, really good down here. So, I mean, what we're going to do in this podcast, we're going to going to keep it conversational. We're going to keep it light. Obviously, for for a lot of these players, this is our our first time really bearing down on them, and um, you know, we don't necessarily. You know, people ask early on, like, who's your top five in the yeah. class? And, like, you know, who's, who's, how does everyone grade out for tool for tool? And it's, it doesn't really work that way. It's kind of, you, you, you know, try to see these guys as much as you can throughout the year and you evaluate them and get to know them a little bit and, and report on them. And throughout the course of the season, um, you get closer and closer to figuring out what that evaluation ultimately ends up being. So, you know, what we've got the basics down, some of these guys are starting to, uh, establish some track record and, and show some tools. So what we're going to do is we're going to kind of go, you know, around the diamond. We're going to talk about uh, the catchers, first baseman. You know, we're going to go position to position. We're talking about a couple standouts from, from each spot. And, uh, you know, and then we're just going to talk about the event and uh, as a whole and kind of what it means and how it works. And this is Carlos's first time covering PG National, and this is my fourth time covering the event. And once as an intern uh, with Perfect Game a few years ago, before my time at Baseball America, and then three times in a row now uh, with BA. So, um, Carlos, I guess let's get into it. The the first position we're going to start with, uh, the catchers. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, y- no. y- I know you've got one that, that you really uh, you really liked this week, a guy who really yeah, stood out for you. In. And, and catcher is a fun one to start off with, just because in the 2017 class, this was such a weak position mm-hmm. when you talk about the field as a whole. And this week we've seen two legitimate catchers uh, and probably a couple more just that we maybe didn't see show as well. Um, but a guy I really liked, uh, I think he played in the first game of the event, is Noah Naylor. Um, he's a guy that's really exciting to me. Defensively, behind the plate, he showed a lot of tools for me. Uh, I like the way he moves back there. He's got a strong arm, great exchange behind the plate. Uh, when they do pop times here, and, and we can get into this a little bit if you want, but uh, pop times in, in, in practices and in drills – Probably are a little, a uh, little quicker than you'd you'd expect in a game. Sure. Uh, some of these guys, obviously, you know what you're doing. You have a chance to set up for it. But either way, really good pop times uh, in the workout for Noah, Noah Naylor. He threw out the first base runner that tried to steal on him. Back picks a guy at first base. 
Uh, and then he has quick hands at the plate, too, from the left-handed side, yeah. which is interesting. Uh, had a sharp line drive in one of the games. I think it was his second game. Uh, but he's a really interesting guy defensively, and I think he's got something in the bat, too. So sure. he's a guy for me, a catcher. I know there's a there's a guy who's might be one of the best players in the entire class. I know you said it's a little early to be talking about where people stack up, but yeah. the guy you, you I know you want to talk about is Yeah, I mean, well, before, before we get into to this other guy, who I'm, I'm very excited about as well, but uh, the, the one thing on, on Noah is uh, Noah Neeler's the, the younger brother of uh, – uh, of Josh Neal, who's mm-hmm. the first round pick of the Padres a couple years, uh, sorry, of the, the Marlins a couple years ago, went to the, the Padres in a trade, and, you know, first base prospect with a ton of power, and it's interesting, because Noah's, you know, Noah's definitely got some quick, quick twitch traits, but he's a very different player, and he actually took ground balls in the infield, and, and looked pretty good over there, and just a really solid defender, you obviously mentioned the arm, and, you know, I'm I'm going to say, guys, like on the showcase circuit, you probably shouldn't try to run on him, but it's enjoyable for us sitting behind the plate to yeah, watch that on play. That. So see how quick he can get it down there. Please, <laughs> please, by all means, run on him. And if you do still successfully against him, that's an extra point in your in your yeah, favor. Yeah, there so. you go, gold star for you. But the uh, uh, the other guy to mention, um, you know, one of the who could end up being one of the the top players in this class when it's all said and done is is Will Banfield, field, uh, you know, right-handed hitting catcher out of out of Georgia. Man, this guy's interesting. It's just a, you know, he, he handled some some really quality arms. He's mm-hmm. he's um, he's played up in the past. He's played with some uh, some older players and, and been on the showcase circuit before. Um, just it looks like a a guy who can really catch, can really really throw. You talk about arm strength and uh, pop times and all that. Just a ton of carry on, on his ball coming out of his hand, and then you know some thump in the bat as well. You talk about the pop times there. I have, and of course. You can be skeptical of some of these because they're in workouts again. But I have six pop times down for him, and the slowest pop time is a one point eight seven, which is extremely impressive. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty good. And the one thing that stood out to me about Banfield is that even if you didn't know who was catching, uh, if you look and you just see how he sets up when he's uh, when he's working pitchers low and away or low and in, just how athletic he is back there is very apparent. I looked down at one random at bat in the tournament or in the showcase. Uh, and just saw how how loose and athletic and low this guy was set up, and I was like, "Oh, that's Banfield, right?" Yeah. Sure enough, it was. So he's really impressive on on both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. So he's gonna be a fun one to watch. Yeah, and with him too, there's a you know, you got to see him a little bit at the East Coast Pro Showcase last summer, um, and and he had the same traits you're describing as like really loose hips, really light on his feet, moves well, caught caught guys who threw hard, mm-hmm. caught guys who were wild. Um, but he also, you know, this this year to me, just noticing the differences in him, you know, he had these explosive hands in, in batting practice, and you could obviously you, know, you could tell that there was so much potential. But he's just he's so much stronger now. Um, I mean, that's that's natural. You're gonna mm-hmm. gonna get stronger as you age. And and he used to have this kind of like head movement. He would hit the ball so hard that he would lose his balance and uh, you know kind of see his head come off plane a little bit. So um, he definitely looks stronger. Yeah, he smoked a double to, mm-hmm. to right center in his first game. I uh, got a chance to talk to him a little bit um, and, and seems like a uh, you know really good good young man and, and he's really going to be really exciting to, to bear down on him throughout the course of the summer and I'll see him again mm-hmm. uh, this coming week uh, at the Wilson Premier Classic in Sarasota. For sure. So catcher position, already looking good for the 2018 class as yeah. far as the, the high school guys are concerned. Absolutely. And then first base, and, you know, the, that's that's a position that's uh, that's always challenging to find guys mm-hmm. usually. And, uh, you know, this year we have uh, we have a couple interesting ones, but 
you know, the, the one we wanted to, to kind of dive into a little bit is, is a guy out of Michigan, uh, a kid named Bryce Bush, mm-hmm. um, similar to, to Banfield in, in this, the, uh, you know, he was also a, an East Coast pro guy as an underclassman and, and showed some tools there offensively. Uh, but Carlos, just with, with Bush, sort of, you know, this year being your first time seeing mm-hmm. him, what, what stood out uh, about oh, him to the, you? The first thing that stood out to me is uh, I think the first time we saw him was in a workout. So in batting practice, when Bush goes up to the plate, the first thing that jumped out was just his bat speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might be some of the best bat speed that I've seen uh, over the past week. It's really impressive. It's played in games, I think. He's had a couple of really sharp balls hit this week. Um, and he's got a lot of power, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's going to be a really dynamic hitter uh, at the next level and as he continues to uh, to develop. Uh, and then actually one of the maybe the more surprising things is we got a runtime on him of like a four three five down the first baseline. He yeah. can really move in a straight line. I don't know yeah. about lateral mobility right now. I haven't seen too much, so I don't want to really... Sure throw that out there but he can get it when he, he's going down the line and it, it was really surprising because he's a pretty big guy he's listed at a six foot 205 kind mm-hmm. of a stocky build and he was flying down the first base first baseline so he's got some tools there it's gonna be yeah interesting to see how they play yeah i'd be curious to to learn more about him throughout this process i bet you he's a pretty good football player mm-hmm. just looking at him and just the way he moves how strong mm-hmm. he is how quick twitch he is and you mentioned the bat speed. This guy has stupid bat speed. Um, you know, that'll be, and, and just the fluidity of his hands gives him a chance mm-hmm. to, to make some late adjustments. And, uh, you saw him expand the zone a little bit, or, or maybe trust his hands a little too much at points. Um, but you know, the way the ball comes off this guy's bat is, is pretty special. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, like you said, it's too early to, to uh, have a full understanding of, of what his game is, but certainly looks like he's got some of the ingredients you look for in a, a first base prospect, uh, at the high school level. Um, but the, to, to transition now, we're going to go, we're not going to do second base. We're going to do middle infield because, yeah. uh, you know, everybody here at this event is going to play, um, you know, going to play short style. They're going to play second. They might play a little bit of third. They kind of just move these guys around and, mm-hmm. you know, try to get everyone to look at, at shortstop and see what they have there. Um, and, and so we're just going to talk about some middle infielders, but, uh, Carlos is Carlos's favorite guy. Maybe I don't know about a favorite, but a guy Carlos really, really likes. You is... could say um, I've been on the bandwagon for this guy for a while. I've been <laughs> kind of driving the train and getting everyone else aboard. Yeah, and it's been awesome to see him have a, have such a good week. Uh, it's it's Brandon Dieter uh, out of South Hills High School in, yeah, in West Covina, and, and Covina, me, California. With, with me kind of starting on recently and having less of a track record with a lot of these guys, Dieter's fun for me because I've actually seen him before. He was at the NHSI. Uh, with South Hills, uh, and, and he actually had an extremely impressive performance against Archbishop McCarthy on the mound as a mm-hmm. pitcher, where he, he kind of shut that, that team down, a really good team um, offensively. But he's a, a shortstop primarily. He didn't play shortstop last season because Jacob Amaya was their guy, really good, well-rounded player, uh, mm-hmm. just got drafted. Uh, I believe this, the Dodgers ended up taking Amaya. Uh, I'm not positive, but... I think they signed him. I'm not, yeah, I'm not he sure. He went in the 11th. He went shortly after the 10th round. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. Either way... Uh, Dieter is a great guy to fill in his shoes at South Hills, and I was talking to, to some scouts, and he's, uh, in their minds right now, is one of the best shortstops in the class, and I think I might have even undersold him a little bit, just because the first time I saw him in the field, he's not playing shortstop. Normally, a middle infielder, you look, okay, if you're not playing shortstop, what's the deal? But he, yeah. he wasn't playing just because you've got another guy with Jacob Maya who's that good, but Dieter uh, is an extremely impressive to me. He's got really quick hands at the plate, strong arm. Uh, great actions in the field. 
he had one at bat uh, this week where he took like 14 pitches and then drew a walk. He got down 0-2, took three balls, evened it up, fouled off like four or five, draws a walk, and, and the way Perfect Game does it, when you walk, uh, a courtesy runner comes on and your ball count gets reset. So uh, he's 0-2 after taking the walk, and I think he fouls off like four or five more 90-plus mile-an-hour fastballs. Mm-hmm. Eventually ends up striking out, but he really looked good at the plate to me today. Uh, and he's a guy that's really high makeup, uh, works really hard. His coach was telling me that when he's in school, like he'll just come out to the field for lunch and have someone uh, hit him ground balls or set up the uh, the machine to just field ground balls during lunch in the mm-hmm. middle of the day. So mm-hmm. he's definitely a guy that, that you should pay attention to moving forward. Interesting two-way guy, mm-hmm. uh, at least collegiately. I don't know if that will play at the major league level, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot I mean, of stuff going on for DJ. Yeah, I mean, and I, I like you. I was surprised as well because I hadn't, I hadn't really bared down on him mm-hmm. at the uh, the NHSI, the the National High School Invitational back in in March when South Hills was playing there. I, yeah. I didn't really bear down on him, uh, you know, offensively mm-hmm. you know, and try to figure out the the guys who were eligible. I think he for was the one of the leaders in hits for, for the yeah. whole tournament as a, as a junior. So he's he's got these these sort of. You know, all American traits you look for. Yeah, there's really uh, nothing in this game that he doesn't do for me at this point. Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at my notes. You know, from the workout, I gave him. You know, uh, you know, way I do it in, in the workouts, I, mm-hmm. I sort of create a little range as I'm watching it. Of you know, if it's there are 55, 60, 65, you know, mm-hmm. I do something like that, and then at the end of it, I'll circle the one I, I go with, and I have him as a 55, 60 arm, and I ended up circling 60 mm-hmm. uh, for him. You know, with him having really smooth hands, really thought his, thought he backhanded the ball yeah. really well, and then batting practice a really compact, fluid, loose stroke, and and obviously he played, had more power than I thought too. He yeah, I mean, he, he hit some home runs, and he's got you know he's got solid average bat speed, mm-hmm. and, so, and 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 we talk about track record a lot with these guys. Like he's he's already established some track record. He's been seen by scouts already uh, coming into this because he had teammates who were, who were draft prospects exactly. at, at South Hills. So, so yeah, Brandon Dieter is an exciting one. I'm looking forward to, to talking with him a little bit, hopefully on this, this process. I haven't got a chance to, to meet Brandon yet. Um, but the, uh, the next guy we, we're going to talk about, and this is a guy I'm really, really yeah. excited Dieter's about. Dieter is my guy. I guess Nander is your guy. Yeah. Point, how interested you are in a, in a player. Yeah, Nander DeSatis uh, is, is the, the player who we're going to talk about next. And, uh, man, this guy is really, really exciting. He's at a Montverde Academy in Florida. Florida State commit. and uh, Goodness, he's just done so much, especially Switch offensively. Hitter Switch hitter with explosive bat speed from both sides of the plate. The ball comes off his, his bat with, with authority from either side. Uh, and then he's, he's shown you know fluidity fluidity in the infield he's moved around well he's run okay he hasn't run great he's stolen bases he's done a little bit of everything uh and he's he's definitely shown the glove actions uh to play in the middle of the infield whether that's going to be second base shortstop third base um you know still like like we talked about with bryce bush we don't really have a complete understanding of these guys mm-hmm. yet, but it's definitely a guy I'm really excited to bear down on uh, in the coming months. And um, just, I think this guy is going to come into some real power, um, you know, maybe be, uh, you know, we've talked about in, in recent years, guys like, like a Manny Machado type mm-hmm. guy uh, who plays in the middle in, infield. And, you know, I don't think he's got Manny Machado's arm or, or defense. Um, at least I don't think that quite yet, but mm-hmm. uh, just the guy who's explosive and plays in the middle of the infield. Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, he's, 
I'm all in on that guy so far. I mean, as far as a guy I really want to continue to bear down yeah. on. And and he, his hands play on both sides of the ball. I mean, in the box, we saw a couple at-bats for him where, first of all, he shows really good uh, awareness of the strike zone. I yeah. mean, he spit on some curveballs that kind of just fell right off the plate. No hesitation at all. Like, he doesn't check swing a lot. I didn't see that much from him. He had another one of those long at-bats where he was just grinding the pitcher down and then goes oppo to right field, pretty hard mm-hmm. hit, line drive. Uh, and then in the field, like you said, Really smooth actions. Uh, I was impressed with him defensively the entire time. So, mm-hmm. and I mean, we could talk about middle infielders really all day because that's. I think that in, in the draft, that's it's sort of where you start is you start in the middle infield and then you work your way out. And um, you know, so we'll talk about a few more. Um, to me, uh, Xavier Edwards. Xavier Edwards. Uh, you should should clarify with him on, on pronunciation of his name. But Vanderbilt commit a little bit of an undersized guy. Um, He's like five eight, five nine, five ten, maybe. At least at five ten, one fifty five. So yeah. Yeah, I mean he's he's a he's he's a smaller guy, but he does not play like a smaller guy. No. And and you, I guess you, I think you'd have be hard pressed to convince him that he's a smaller guy. <laughs> yeah, the way he plays. Sure. Yeah, I mean he's he's out there. He's pretty explosive. He's, um, you know, the the biggest thing about him, I think, would be um, his speed. Mm-hmm. And uh, we we saw him, you know, jail breaks, you know three nines and you know just put i mean he actually he hit a he hit a foul ball um uh that was like up the line and and ultimately rolled foul mm-hmm. and he kind of like pulled up and didn't really like finish like sprinting to first and i had him like less than three eight to first <laughs> on that's that r- that's ridiculous yeah so <laughs> he's he looks like a potential impact runner not just a plus runner but a guy who can change the game with his speed mm-hmm. um yeah and then defensively he was really really good this week yeah, too what, what stood out to me was just his hands and his reactions I mean, he had a couple of balls that kind of jumped up on him and would have eaten a lot of guys up yeah and he just kind of flicks his hands up catches the ball no problem makes a smooth easy throw to first he had a couple of plays like that and a couple of balls actually in uh in the workouts where they're just taking fungo where his hands really stuck out to me uh he's a switch hitter as well i liked him better from the right side in batting practice but it's only a couple swings so we'll mm-hmm. see we'll see how it works there um but yeah. no, another interesting guy at short. Yeah, when you get a middle infielder who can play short like that, who's a switch hitter with quick hands, wow. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot to dream on. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's a he's a guy who's also. I mean, the first time I saw Edwards was the area code underclass games two years ago. It would have been 2015, and um, you know, at that point he's he's young even for the underclass games, mm-hmm. and um, you know, he just kind of controlled the game, um, and you know, looked like he was you know. Not only did he belong there, but um, you know, like he was one of the older players there. And then you look down at your roster, and you're like, "Whoa, is it 2018 grad? That's that's pretty impressive." And then, uh, you know, we could talk about a handful more of these guys, but I think we'll probably just cut it off with with Ryan Bliss um, yep. being the last guy. He's a shortstop uh, out of Georgia uh, who really impressed me early on this week, and similar to to Edwards in the in the size regard, um, you know, a guy who's like. Five five eight, five, eight. yeah, a little tiny little guy, and uh, same kind of deal. Like I don't think you could convince that guy that he's tiny. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, he was he was very similar uh, in a lot of respects, and and this is a different player who's uh, you know who I've seen a ton more, and you know have, have a year of research on. But um, the uh, the guy I think he's similar to is Nick Allen, yeah. uh, who's a, a shortstop out of Southern California who went to the the A's in the draft this year, and. I don't think he's signed yet, but uh, like a quick twitch defender who's 
got the, all the tools to stay at shortstop, has some speed and, and some, some looseness in his swing, some contact ability. Yeah. So, so I think all of those things I just said about Nick Allen mm-hmm. apply to, to Ryan Bliss. I think, you know, maybe your, your only thing you're concerned about is, is ultimately how much power he's going to have. Mm-hmm. Um, but that said, if, if those other tools, you know, continue to play the way that they have, um, you're less concerned about him yeah. profiling power-wise. And I never saw Nick Allen in person, but watching Ryan Bliss, what I was really impressed with was how well he uses his feet defensively. Uh, in, in both the workouts and in game, he, he really did a good job of getting around balls and positioning himself well yeah. to throw to first base. Yeah, um, I don't have a great feel for his arm strength right now, um, but I do think that his feet allow his arm to play up with whatever that is, just because he does such a good job of getting around the ball and, and covering ground and cutting the ground down yeah. when he's going to the baseball. And then in batting practice, I saw a guy who made a lot of really loud contact. Maybe he doesn't have the power right now. Who knows if he will have it, but he hit a lot of hard line drives. Uh, so I think he has the ability to uh, to do some damage for you in the box, if, if, even if he's not hitting the ball over the fence. No doubt. And then a couple more guys to, to mention briefly, uh, just sort of, not not that they're not as good as these guys, but just yeah, guys, because we're we're not necessarily ranking guys at all right now. We're just talking, just about, talking about guys, free freehand guys that we we enjoyed watching this mm-hmm. this week. Um, but uh, the the blaze of glory, uh, oh man, <laughs> Blaze Alexander, uh, the the shortstop out of Bishop Vero High yeah. School here in Fort Myers. Um, you know, my I mean, man, he's got he, some he impressive had, tools. If you're just talking about a workout perspective, not in games, he probably had the best. Of any player that I saw, for me, Blaze had the best showing of any of these guys because uh, from the infield, the first time he threw a ball across the diamond at first base, you, you kind of hear a collective inhale from all the scouts and the fans and even all, all the other players who are watching. You see, uh, ooh, he, yeah, ah, he, yeah, he yeah. let this ball rip across the diamond. I think the first three or four throws, he threw it so hard, his hat fell off, and that probably has to do with the uh, the locks that he's got going on. He's got some long hair <laughs> as well, but he's, he's firing the ball across, has really good arm strength. Uh, it's a plus arm for me. I'm not a scout. I think it's a plus arm for sure. No doubt plus arm. It's um, at least a six. Yeah, and then yeah. in batting practice, in, in Blaze, I don't know what he's listed at. I can, I, we can pull six, it up Six foot quick. 180, or sorry, yeah. six foot 160 is what he's listed so he, at. He's not big either, but he came up to the plate and has absolutely wicked bat speed. Hit like four or five over the green monster to his pole side, and I was shocked at, at the just the speed that these balls were coming off his bat. Yeah. So really impressive for me. Uh, I'm excited to see what Blaze does going forward. Yeah, I mean, with... What a name. I mean, great. So so the, all these these similarities I'm going to gonna point out, and I'm going to gonna mention he's not this guy. He's not <laughs> he this... He to make these calls. He's, he's not this guy, it. but um, he's, 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 he's got some similarities. This is Dansby Swanson. For, yeah, and you for, said this to me right away. From, from the flow... Mm-hmm. The, the, the the locks twitchiness. the locks the twitchiness the arm strength the I mean plays and to grow out a beard I mean if you get grow out the beard <laughs> I mean but even a great name you know yeah, so like southeastern roots you know yeah. so um, but man you said you meant like you mentioned with this BP I'm just looking at my notes goodness it was loose explosive hard line drives pull side you know just easy juice off the bat and, and just Man, it was you know really good barrel awareness, you know, just barreling everything. So, Blaze was fun. Uh, Kendall Logan Simmons was was uh, one of the last guys I wanted to mention. There, like I said, there are plenty of guys we could get into, but Kendall Logan Simmons uh, to me showed really good quick twitch ability. Um, he'll be he'll definitely be a guy to to follow, and we'll, we'll get into him more in 
you know, off content on, on all of these guys in, in the next few days. And, and we already do months. have some content, so be sure to check out baseballmaker.com for that. Yeah, we've done some, some pretty cool features on some of these guys. And, um, but yeah, I mean, so, so we're going to move on. I think that's a, a fair place to, to cut off the, the middle infielders, but the third baseman, um, there's there's two that we're going to talk about first. We could talk about more than that, obviously. For all uh, these positions, I think it's safe to say we get done. Yeah, there's like 200-something guys here, probably. There's only so much time in the day. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> these are these are long days of the field, trying to and, and trying to keep this all organized and watch all these players. It's just it's it's almost overwhelming. You forget you forget which day you saw a certain mm-hmm. guy because they all kind of blend together. I think to it was I think it was Sunday. Hudson looks at me and asks, "Is tomorrow Friday?" Uh, because he had been in the sun, out taking so many notes, watching so many games. So yeah, I mean, I just remember the dates at this point. I know that I'm at PG National from the the 15th until the 21st, and then I'm at a certain place from the 22nd until go. the 25th. And so, so like to me, that's how the summer works. Is you have the dates, and then if you if it happens to be a Monday, so be it. Um, but but yeah, so third baseman uh, Tristan Cassis uh, yep. out of American Heritage High School. Um, in, in Florida, goodness, this guy's got some real, real, not not just raw power, present power. Yeah, I, I mean, it'd be hard to come up with a guy who's a more impactful hitter than, than Tristan at this point for the high school guys in this class. Uh, I mean, he's hitting for power backside, straightaway center field, pull side, it doesn't really matter. I really like his approach at the plate. He's, he's pretty, he's like, he's aggressive, but he's selective aggressive. You can tell when he, when he pulls the trigger, it's on a pitch that he's been wanting to get and, and that he wants to hit. Uh-huh. I really like his approach to the plate and, and you can talk more about his hitting if you want. But. I mean, yeah, the, the thing, like we see power guys mm-hmm. come through. We see guys with, with raw power and usually at the high school level, guys who have that kind of raw power, mm-hmm. um, you know, they have to sell out for it. They have to, a lot. the big collapse on the backside and, and, spin off their back foot and lose balance and, and try to elevate and celebrate kind of deal. Uh, <laughs> but the, uh, with this guy, it's just easy. And it's not only is it easy, but it's like, you, you mentioned the backside. Usually like these guys, it's just, they have to fire their hands at full speed and to, to time it at all. Mm-hmm. They're just going to get out front and yank the ball. Like I've seen plenty of hitters. Uh, I'm not going to mention them, but I've seen plenty of hitters over the past couple of years on the showcase circuit who, in BP, they can just crank it, pull mm-hmm. side, and you're like, man, that's Everything some real power. Side, yeah. Everything's pull side. Nothing nothing to the left of the power alley in, in you know, whichever side. But this guy, goodness. And, and even in the game, he hit, you know, he had one, I believe, he like foul down. He's a, he's a left-handed hitter. He hit one. You know, we're at JetBlue Park in Fort Myers, and there's just yeah. – it's, it's very similar to set up to Fenway. There's a big monster in left, and he hit one. Goodness, it, it – Really, really high back up. Yeah, and this was like foul a, a routine foul ball for him. Like he hit it and just kind of like looked at it and, and walked around. But it, like it a little a flick. Like, yeah, if it was like fifteen more feet to the right, it's a home run to as far off as you can go. Yeah, like three hundred and fifty feet. Yeah, and he also had another a ball he just barely got under. If he had made contact with this ball, it would have been gone dead center field in like the longest area of the park. But it was like a. Just a regular fly ball that he missed a little bit, and it went like 370 feet to straightaway center. So. Yeah, and I mean the the, the PG guys are, are working on identifying all Americans, but I imagine he's a pretty darn good candidate for that because he also played really good defense yeah, this week. That's what at I was third base. Say. 
and, and first of all, if you don't know Tristan or know of him, he's 6'4", 240. He's a big guy. He, he like stands out on the field. You look at him and you see him pretty quickly. Oh, yeah. And we saw him a little bit at NHSI. I don't know if I covered his game specifically and got a really good look at him. But this event, I got a really good look at what he can do defensively. And, man, he moves extremely well for as big as he is. He's a 6'4 guy, but he's really athletic. Uh, he's got a long arm action, but his his throws are strong and they're accurate every single time. He can throw off balance uh, while coming across the field. He he picked it really well over there. I was extremely impressed. You know what he is? Is he's a baseball athlete, mm-hmm. and it's it's not like it's you don't look at him and say like, oh man, that's ex- really really quick twitch. Mm-hmm. It's just it's really strong, graceful, well coordinated. Yeah, like he is always on time. Balance. Just body control, yeah. bat awareness, like. All of this stuff, he just he's just a great baseball mm-hmm. athlete. Um, we we're going to talk about some other guys, but I, th- I think that tr- we've talked about Tristan. Yeah, Tristan's, job, Tristan's Tristan. the guy at, at their base, I think, right now. Uh, the bar's been set. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's plenty of guys, like we said, but uh, we have a really steep uh, outfield group. Um, so uh, we're going to – Carlos loves Kendricks. That's that's something yes. I tweeted this, this week. Ken- Kendrick Lamar used to be my favorite Kendrick, and now it's probably going to have to go to Kendrick – Kalilau. 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 Kalilau? Kendrick Kalilau. I even asked him how to pronounce his name. I talked to him after the game. I was like, how do you pronounce your name, Kendrick? Because it's it's a unique name. It's a cool name. It's fun. Mm -hmm. But uh, Kendrick, he he did everything for me this week. Um, I think, I don't don't even know where to start, but he makes a a ton of really good contact, really loud contact, great bat speed. He just puts the barrel on the ball seemingly all the time. Um, Really good bat speed for me. Um, in the outfield, he made one of the better plays that we saw in game. He was in left field. He's a corner guy naturally. I think he could probably uh, play center for you. Uh, not convicted on that now, and he says he's more comfortable in the corner. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll probably trust him to that. But he's in left field. A ball's hit pretty sharp to left center. Gets a, a perfect jump on the ball. Great route. I don't. We don't have stack cast out here, but if we did, I imagine <laughs> it'd be pretty good route efficiency. And, and then lays out full extension, grabs the ball like no big deal. Yeah. Uh, He's great. I, I love Kendrick. I think he's going to be a really good hitter. Yeah. I'm all in on the hit tool. So I, I agree with you completely, and and I think that uh, from a, from a, like a draft perspective, uh, one of the things that he has going for him is a really unique kind of track record that he's going to have. Um, you know, playing in front of scouts because as a as a sophomore, he did play in the NHSI uh, with the first academy. Um, you know, he played. You know, he he showed his his hit tool even then. Um, barreling bar, balls up to the gaps even then as a sophomore. And then this year, scouts went in to see Cash Case, a teammate of his who was playing shortstop, was committed to, to Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did get picked. He signed, forgetting which team took him, but Cash Case got a million bucks, which is – That's great for his name. It's, it's, a, it's definitely fitting of his name. But <laughs> um, So point is, scouts went in to go see Cash Case mm-hmm. and bear down on him and Kendrick – Callow it was was getting seen then too. Yeah. So um, you know he's got track record uh, for especially for a high school guy to have that kind of track record mm-hmm. is is really exciting. And another thing we haven't even mentioned is his arm. I think he's got a above average plus arm as well out of right field. He he threw some of the better balls in the workouts. Uh, I don't think he got a ton of throws in game, but I think it's a really strong arm as well, pretty accurate. So. I'm all in on this guy. I talked to him afterwards. He said the biggest thing for him moving forward is working on his run speed. He said for him that's the biggest uh, deficiency in his game right now. He wants to get his 60 times up, so he's working with a sprint coach 
uh, this summer. So we'll see how that improves as he goes about the, the showcase circuit in the summer and the fall and offseason mm-hmm. and all that. But It's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, for sure. You, you mentioned arm strength, and if we're going to have a conversation about arm strength from the outfield... It probably starts and ends with Joe Gray, huh? Yeah, JoJo Gray. Uh, I mean, he, his uh, name, legal name Joe, uh, nickname, kind of what people call him, is, is JoJo Gray, uh, outfielder out of Mississippi. He threw from the outfield, and it was it was a show. Yeah, another <laughs> we talked about how Blaze kind of got everyone paying attention when when he was throwing across the diamond. I think it's safe to say the same thing happened when when JoJo came up and started throwing from right field because. The first ball he threw was an absolute bomb. I mean, the best throw from the outfield, easily for me, as far as just pure arm strength. Mm-hmm. This guy's got. I again, I'm not a scout. I feel like this is like a double plus arm yeah. from the outfield. Would not disagree. I wouldn't hesitate to to say that. And then in the game, uh, he's playing right field, I believe, and he gets a shallow. Yeah, it was right field. Yeah. He, gets a, he gets a shallow oh, ball, with like a bloop to uh, right center field. Comes in. Makes a diving catch, you know, no big deal. Yeah. Pops up, <laughs> runner's tagging from second. Pops up after catching the ball, diving forward, full extension. Gets up and absolutely fires a ball to third base on the money. I mean, perfect accuracy and, and gets the double play at third. So that was a huge wow moment as well as just him watching him throw the ball like in, in a non-game situation. So yeah, he's got some power in there too. Yeah, and, and he's, uh, he's a really enthusiastic, energetic player and um, – you know, you know, some swing and miss at the plate this week. Um, not maybe not his best performance um, offensively during the games, but showed you some easy power in batting practice. And um, you know, like you said, that arm is, is pretty special. Yeah. And it's um, a weapon, it's a real tool out there. Yeah, and hit, hit. talk about uh, energetic guys. Yeah, I mean, this That's is this segue. This is interesting because uh, um, one of the guys who stu- stuck out to me during his BP was mm-hmm. um, was Dexter Jordan. Yep. Um, He's a Out, outfielder out of the same high school, uh, Hattiesburg High School in, in Mississippi, and that's definitely a story we're going to be working can on you, to write. Can you imagine being a high school coach with both these guys in the same outfield? Like that's not even fair. Goodness, does anyone ever run on them? I hope not. I'm sure <laughs> I mean, not. <laughs> so so Dexter says, uh, uh, you know, uh, Dexter followed me on Twitter, and I followed him back, and he said, "Hey, thanks for following me. I'm I'm the other the other guy from Hattiesburg." <laughs> And I'm like, no, 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 you guys are the Hattiesburg guys. Yeah, yeah. This is, you know, just because what he did, even this was before we even saw him in the game, mm-hmm. what he did in batting practice, I just thought he oh, had man. some of the best hands yeah. of anybody we saw this week. And I think he's got the bat speed and the hands to, to hit for some real power. Yeah, really good timing in his in his VP, too. So. Yeah, I mean, he, big fan of that kid. Mm-hmm. And he, and he, he was, was very enthusiastic He as was well. enthusiastic on the field. We talked to him after the game. He was enthusiastic off the field. I mean, this is a guy who, uh, so so with the Perfect Game Showcase, you get a lot of courtesy runners for, for the, the walks. Uh, mm-hmm. So people jump out there, and usually it's either the person who got out last or just someone who's not about to hit. But when Dexter's team was there, it seems like every, every single time you needed a courtesy runner, Dexter would run out there and pretty much be gone right away. He yeah. loves to get out there and run and do some damage with his feet. And you can even tell. I know we, we talked to him afterward, and he's like, "Did you guys see that stolen base?" Like he's just so excited about it, yeah, uh, and not in a cocky way at all, but just you can tell he loves the game and, and just loves to to do whatever he can to not only show his talent but help his team win. And it's it's fun. Yeah, it, it was. It's awesome to see that kind of passion, and that's that's really covering the amateur game is is that's one of the it's biggest great. reasons why I prefer to cover the amateur game to uh, to the pro game or, or really any other mm-hmm. level is because these kids. 
love the game. Um, and, you know, they're here to showcase their talents, but they're also just here because they love they the love game. They love baseball, yeah. yeah. And not just to mention one more thing about Dexter, but I know I said uh, Cadillac, I think his, his bat was one of the best, but if there's a guy who's going to top him or at least has performed better for me this week, it's Dexter. Just mm-hmm. a ton of hard contact, line drives up the middle really hard. Uh, he, he performed fantastic at the plate on the bases. Yeah. I think Great. before I go to, before I, I hit the hay tonight, I'm going to probably have to cook up some video of him and cut yeah, that up. Sure. So you, so you guys can watch that. And, and all the stuff is on our site, baseballamerica.com. And it, most of it is, uh, is for everybody. It's not, not necessarily subscriber only. Yeah. So and Hudson has a video of Joe Gray throwing the ball out of orbit. So be sure to check yeah. that out as well. Goodness, <laughs> that was, that was fun to watch, but there's a, there's a handful of, of other guys you want mm-hmm. to talk about in the outfield. Um, for, for me, I'm going to talk about one of, one of my favorites from, okay. from this week. Sure. And that's, it's a guy named Vinny Toasty. Um, yeah. And we, I guess before, I'll let you go on, but before we were calling him Vinny Tosti the whole time because we didn't know how to pronounce his name. And yeah. And how much cooler is Toasty for, for a guy who's going to be hitting? I mean, you burn the outfielders. Yeah. It's a great name. He literally just got toasted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's 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 got some real tools. Uh, I gave him a plus arm when, you know, uh, watching their in and out. Um, you know, he, he threw really well from the outfield for me. Um, he ran... The 60-yard dash in 6.43 seconds, I believe, uh, which is, is obviously, you know, that's like a 70 or 80-grade runtime on the scouting, the 20 to 80 scouting scale. And then before I even knew that, you know, I saw him take BP, and I thought he had one of the more loose, explosive, you know, handsy swings uh, of anybody we saw this whole week. And, um, you know, it was, uh, you know, his week ended kind of abruptly. He, he um he was a courtesy runner who had come in and uh, had a, a sliding play at the plate and he hurt his hamstring a little bit, but I, I did, uh, did uh, send him a message and he said that he's feeling uh, just fine. So he's definitely a guy I'm, I'm hoping to see a lot of and, and bear down on him offensively and uh, hopefully get to know his story a little bit uh, more. But just from a player perspective, he's, he's a very fascinating guy to me. Uh, Carlos, there's a couple more guys from the outfield we wanted mm-hmm. to uh, to to discuss. So first, I guess for you, is there, is there next one that comes to mind? Yeah, the the next guy that comes to mind is Giovanni Di Giacomo, uh, and, and he's got a cool name as well. I feel like there are a ton of really cool names. It yeah, it's kind of just a, a side. We, we should just mention a whole bunch of them at the end. I'm going to start writing <laughs> them down. All right, sounds good. But but Giovanni is is another guy who's got some impact speed. I think he ran the sixty in six point five seven seconds, um, and really he played center field a lot and got quite a bit of chances. Uh, you never really know how many chances you're going to get in a couple innings with sure. switching out. But he got some good chances and really showed range in center field and, and tracking down a ton of balls that I don't think a lot of guys could have got to. Uh, stole some bases, had a 3.2 second steal time, which I don't have the, the grade chart right here in front of me, but I know that's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, not a lot of guys are going to be able to throw that out unless you have a quick quick pitcher to the plate and then a really good catcher as well. So. Uh, and he also hit he also hit pretty sharp line drives uh, several times for me. So I don't know what all he has in the bat, but I do know that he can be he has a potential to be a plus defender in center field. Mm-hmm. I need to see some more throws from him as well, just because I didn't get to see a lot of that. But I love the way this kid runs. Uh, I think he can do a lot for you offensively and defensively. Just what I've seen so far. So he'll be another guy that to keep watching. Yeah, another interesting one who a, a guy who's got who's also built some track record, having played with uh, teammates who are draft prospects. He had. Uh, two draft guys on his team this year. Uh, actually, well, one didn't get drafted, but was a uh, 
uh, a prospect who was being evaluated. He was, he was at uh, Canterbury School here in Fort Myers, actually. Um, but uh, I saw uh, DiGiacomo a couple times. I probably saw him five to ten games uh, so far in his, his amateur career. And, um, you know, for me, I've seen him hit a ton of mm-hmm. line drives and make a ton of hard contact. He did, did chase a little bit at times this week, um, but he does have some fluidity to his hands and uh, – the ability to impact the ball. So, you know, him being a teammate of Sam Keating, uh, who is uh, a draft pick that it's, that has signed, I believe, and Cooper Swanson, um, shortstop at Canterbury, uh, who's who's going to, I believe, Florida State, and I think is going to be a pretty impactful player for the Knowles. Um, but, yeah, DiGiacomo is exciting, you know, with the, the middle of the, the field profile there. And uh, a couple more names. I'll just throw out some names. I mean, I'll let you you uh, talk about maybe if you want to talk about Elijah Cabell, mm-hmm. um, Cabell out of uh, uh, TNXL uh, Academy, and I believe that's Altamont Springs. They have that uh, that facility there. But um, for me, Cabell is one of the more interesting guys, tools wise, that we saw all week. Yeah, and for me, Cabell, the first thing that pops out is the arm. I put a sixty on his arm as well uh, in, in the workouts. And the thing about his his throwing was. Not only did he have a really strong arm and had a lot of carry on the ball, but every single one of his throws that I saw was right on the money. Uh, mm-hmm. He got third base. The third baseman didn't have to come off the bag. Catcher was kind of hovered around the plate, didn't have to move that much. Uh, and really all the throws, uh, what I noticed, and and uh, I'm sure you've, you've noticed this before in other showcases you've covered, but a lot of these guys, they take four or five throws from the outfield, and it's pretty much aired out. Show, show the arm strength. Show what you got in the tank. And for some of these guys, uh, near the end, throws aren't as good. You're tired. You're throwing as hard as you can. Sure. Not a ton of rest in between then. And, and if you're not built up, not physically mature at your peak, that can be tough. Um, but for Cabell, it, it didn't seem to phase him at all. They were just on a line the entire time. Mm-hmm. Um, would, would agree. What's that? I would agree, oh, okay, yeah. Cool. Yeah, for sure. Offensively, he hit some deep fly ball to the gaffs. Um, he's got kind of an uppercut swing for me, but I think he's got some pop in there too. I didn't see a ton of him offensively in game. Uh, we're both running around doing other stuff at times. I, I know I was doing stuff for our, our next issue coming out. So sure. I'm not sure I saw a ton of him in game, but the arm plays for me in the outfield, man. So, mm-hmm. and, and that's the thing with, with this showcase, there's so many players to see and, um, you only get ultimately maybe five or six at bats of all yeah. these guys. Um, so, you know, what, you're, you're kind of, you know, at this point in the year, you're, you're not going to figure out who a player is exactly. in five or six at-bats over a two or three-day span. But what you are going to figure out is, like, who's got the potential to mm-hmm. be a significant draft prospect. And Cabell was also, he wasn't a player that I had seen previously, but obviously TNXL had draft prospects as well. Um, you know, whether it was uh, Jack Lefwich, right-handed pitcher who's going to Florida, who I believe is going to go. Uh, did get drafted late, I think, but he's going to go. And then they had uh, Araj Anu, who's also on that team. Uh, so they, they were a team that was seen. Um, and, you know, they're kind of a uh, Brady Smith, another prospect on that team, who's also going to Florida, catcher, who's a pretty good hitter. Um, so, like, you know, he got brought up a lot on calls that I made in the spring on on Leftwich and Brady Smith. It was It was always like, you know, those guys are really good, but keep an eye on this guy who's, who's also – pretty special and uh you know in, in the game he had there's just one ball that i recall him hitting like a hard you know kind of low medium trajectory fly ball like straight up the middle that had some real jump off the bat but in batting practice he just stung line drives all over the field and it was a really impressive bp showing for me yeah. um you know 
there, yeah, again, there's a handful of guys we can talk about. There's one guy I definitely want to mention um, before we move on, and that's Jared Kellenick, mm-hmm. um, outfielder out of Wisconsin. And yep. um, haven't got a chance to, to introduce myself to Jared yet, but um, just watched him like walking around the stadium, like getting ready for his next game. And to me, the thing, the first thing that stuck out to me was, well, they stuck out of his arms were his <laughs> veins. Yeah, I mean, this, he's just like. A physical, physical specimen, yeah, a, a this, guy who's just jacked. This guy's a beast. I was just walking by him and noticed the name on, on uh, the back of his shirt and just saw how muscular and cut up he was. So mm-hmm. I mean, that's to say nothing of what he can do on the field, but sure. he's, he's in fantastic shape. And Yeah, I mean, impressive. he was one of the best players on the 18 and under national team mm-hmm. last summer um, as an underclassman, uh, a guy who runs, throws, um, you know, his BP to me was one of the more impressive uh, BPs of the mm-hmm. whole week with how well the ball came off of his bat and his natural timing. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, by, we didn't get to see him pitch this week. We'll probably see him, you know, later on, maybe at the tournament stars will pitch. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. Um, but he's, you know, I've seen him pitch before and he's, you know, 88, 91 with a pretty, pretty dirty changeup. Mm-hmm. Um, so just a hashtag athlete. Yeah, um, for sure. He'll be fun to watch. Really exciting guy. And then there's, there's 20 more guys we talk about. But And, I mean, we could talk about 20 more pitchers, and I know that's where we're headed next. But Yeah, pitchers. There's so many pitchers who performed here. Yeah, so I guess to, to center this a little bit, we're going to talk about some of the like the really impressive guys who are on the mound. And then we're going to talk about some some sleepers, some, some uh, personal cheese balls, to use a, a, a classic B.A. term. Um <laughs> So, but, uh, and then, then maybe we'll, we'll throw some, some fun names at you, yeah. uh, and then, and then call it a night. Uh, so I guess, uh, Carlos, for you, there's, there's a, obviously, I think there's a handful of arms, uh, guys who separated themselves Uh this week. Um, for you, who are, who are some of those guys who is, who is one that you maybe want to start this conversation with? I mean, I guess we can just start with the guy who I wrote about just because, I mean, shameless plug to go check out the site for that full story. But Carter Stewart was a guy who pitched the same day that uh, Kumar Rocker did. Mm-hmm. Kumar Rocker is a guy who I feel like people who are who are not even as checked in at least might know the name. He's, yeah. he's become pretty famous already. But Carter Stewart performed better than he did. Not to say that he's a better pitcher or to compare the two at all, but he just had a really good performance. Statistically, uh, yes. Exactly, yes. exactly, today. Or Sunday, excuse me. Uh, and Carter is a big-bodied guy who who came out with a low 90s fastball. I feel like he's still got some projection in him. I mean, he's very Certainly. tall, really long levers. Uh, and he had a big sweeping, like 81, 82-mile-per-hour curveball. And the way he commanded this pitch, uh, it was extremely impressive for me. He threw 24 total pitches and faced seven batters and struck six of them out. Mm-hmm. So uh, he popped to me, got a lot of swing and miss on the curveball, really went back door with it well. Yeah, what, one thing I had heard on him actually was that I thought was pretty fascinating, mm-hmm. um, which his breaking ball spin rate, mm-hmm. um, I was told would be second or third in the major leagues if he were in the big leagues right now. Yeah, it's, uh, highest uh, spin rate, and I think Seth Lugo is one of the guys who's really high on that. Um, forget who the the other one was that was mentioned in that conversation, but so you're talking about a guy who's already got that kind of ability to spin the ball and. You know, I think physically he's extremely projectable. Mm-hmm. He's got a very fluid lower half. There's some moving parts to that lower half, and and when guys have those and they can really control that and mm-hmm. uh, you know stay 
within themselves and repeat that. Um, you know, that's, that's really impressive to me. And he mm -hmm. thought he was, you know, it's like a full arm action fluid in the back, but he turns it over really well. It's, mm -hmm. you know, back elbows, plenty low, um, you know, cuts himself off, creates a little bit of deception in his delivery. Mm -hmm. And he's, he's physically projectable. He's a tall guy with, yeah. with broad shoulders and room to fill out even more. So what else? Yeah. What also impressed me about him is uh, I think after he struck out his first two batters, there was a little swinging bunt kind of just outside of the oh, man. catcher what a circle. Play. Yeah. He, he gets off the mound, uh, sprints over to the ball. I mean, he's, he's a long dude, so he's got some long strides. And, and I think it had been raining earlier. We dealt with a little bit of rain this week, and, and so the field was wet. So he slips a little bit, but gets to the ball really quick, picks it up, slips, still makes a really strong throw to first. Uh, and it's a tough play. Like Right when it comes off the bat, it's a, it's a batter out of the left-handed batter's box, I believe, and he got out pretty well. Um, mm -hmm. it, it just was, the way it, he made this play was really Tyler athletic. Rez, the, uh, yeah. from Navy, the Navy team. Had, yeah, had and, the, and I yeah. don't know too much about how well Tyler runs or how he ran this specific play, but I know he got out of the box well, just kind of how he rolled over the ball. But um, just the way he fielded this ball and defended his position was impressive, in addition to the stuff that he showed. In yeah, game. and that video, there's video of that on our site mm -hmm. um, in that story. So if you go on our site and search for Carter Stewart, mm -hmm. uh, then and Carter's out of uh, I'm not I'm not sure how to pronounce that high school, but it's O'Galley. Yeah, E A U. We'll have to clarify yeah, that. Carter so so sorry if if you're from O'Galley <laughs> and we're sorry, butchering Carter. the. Uh, yeah. so, sorry, Carter. Alternatively, you can go to Baseball America and click the draft tab, and you can get all the content that we sure. had this week for Perfect Game. If you so want, sure. You're gonna read more than just me. Yeah. Throw some love Hudson's way. He he can write a little bit too. We we got some stuff and and the the last thing that I wrote um, and hopefully I'll I'm hopefully going to crank out more content tomorrow morning um, but the uh, the last thing I wrote was on these these three arms um, the it was uh, Ethan Hankins uh, out of uh, Georgia Slade Chaconi uh, out of Florida those and are great names man yeah these, these are great cool. names and and then Kumar Rockstar I mean Kumar Rocker yeah, um, yeah right. so uh, <laughs> so Kumar Rocker yeah let's let's talk about Kumar real yeah, quick he's and, fun, man he's very fun yeah he's goodness he was so he, with Kumar he's another one of the guys before he even does anything he starts walking to the mound and people start getting excited most of the guys here obviously everyone here knows who he is yeah let's just not even cut corners everyone knows who he is. Uh, if you don't, you see a six foot four, two hundred forty pound guy coming off to the mound, and you're like, "Whoa, uh, this is about to be fun." And sure enough, I think the first pitch out of his hand was ninety seven miles an hour, mm -hmm. uh, and then he sat there for an inning, ninety seven, ninety eight. Did he touch an eight? Yeah, yeah, he certainly had eight. And, Wait, the, and, and the stuff is explosive right away. In addition to being just a physical presence on the mound, like I, I wouldn't want to be batting up there. But yeah, the the one thing that I will mention um, about our velos is that. My my radar gun is typically a tick slower. Mm -hmm. um, it's either the same as the guys next to me, or or a tick slower, mm -hmm. um, which I, I I kind of like. I prefer to to be on the conservative mm -hmm. side of it because you know ultimately it doesn't really matter what the number says. It matters how it plays and how it's going to yeah, play at the highest sure. level. But I, I like to be a little more conservative with that. But even even that said, my gun was getting. 95 97 and then they put the the track man number on the scoreboard and there were there were 97.5s 96.7s you know mm -hmm. they they you know and it was not just that but it was easy mm -hmm. it was oh, like yeah. look he was playing catch and you was, see guys who come out there and have these really high effort deliveries with a lot of head whack but this was so loose and yeah, yeah. Said, I mean, easy. That's the word for it. Yeah, and he um, threw this like sharp, hard, hard slider, mm -hmm. like 85, 87 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. 
which is insane. That's insane. By by major league set standards, that's really good. By high school standards, that, that that's stupid. Doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's, it's video game stuff. Um, and and you know, Kumar did get hit a little bit, leaving some fastballs up in the zone in the second inning. Um, Kendrick Barreldim. Ken, Kendrick Callow Barreldim. Uh, Delgado, Reynel Del Castillo, Raymond Delgado. I'm, I'm sorry if I'm butchering your guys' names out there. Um, you know, it's a couple guys who, who put put some solid contact on him. Yeah. Um, and that that's interesting. That's going to be interesting because Kumar has so much natural ability to him. Yeah. Um, and now he's he's going to this this showcase circuit where he's going to face the best hitters uh, in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I believe that this guy has the stuff to, to make adjustments. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to be just – it's just so much fun to watch these kids yeah. progress because you see it. Last year you saw it with Jordan Adele, mm-hmm. uh, who ended up going 10th overall in the draft. You just saw how he changed himself and how he adjusted to the competition. And Here's how guys are going to attack me. Here's how I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to change and attack them. So I think Kumar's got a world of potential. Um, so him getting barreled in the second inning a little bit does not bother me at all. No, no, no. Yeah. And, and these are all such – I mean, you talk about the, the numbers. Guys always talk about small sample size. I mean, any of these tournaments like this, you gotta you gotta just understand yeah. that that's the case. We're, we're the, building history exactly. here, and 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 that's it. And the uh, yeah. you know, but I guess we can we can go. Let's talk about Slade Jaconi first, and then Ethan Hankins, and then we'll we'll move on to uh, to something else. But yeah, sounds good. So, Slade, Slade, goodness, uh, yeah. You, what, what was your take on on Slade? Well, my take on Slade was I thought he was throwing a slider the whole time. We yeah. talked to him after the game, and it's a cutter. Throws yeah. it pretty much the exact same as his fastball. Just changes his grip a little bit. And Hudson has this detailed in the story today, so definitely check that out if you're if you're a, a pitcher and you want to throw an awesome cutter that looks like a <laughs> slider and is hard and really effective. I guess just go to the story. Yeah. But um, no, I mean just I don't know. Just every everything with this guy is impressive today. I don't know how many guys he struck out. But he got a lot of swings and misses. Really located that off-speed stuff really well. I think one of the most impressive pitches was uh, against Joe Gray. Mm-hmm. And I know you talk about how he didn't have his best tournament this week. But part of that is because, I mean, these pitchers are doing so well on the mound. It's not it's not just one thing or the other. It's not in a vacuum. There, there are multiple things going on here, obviously. Yeah. Um, but Ciccone, he threw a, uh, I think it was this hard cutter on the outside corner and got him to chase it and just swing through it. And it was a really effective pitch, and it showed... Uh, just just how effective Jaconi can be because he's got he's got several other pitches that he didn't even throw a sinker today he has a, a sinker uh, he told us after the game that he didn't even use yeah so it'll be interesting it'll be fun to see what that looks like when he's going deeper into a game not in a, a two inning outing and, and seeing how he kind of uses those pitches together and, and how they play yeah and he was fun goodness he was nasty mm-hmm. and it was that that ease of operation the looseness of his delivery and. Just you know, getting to know this these guys. We just started to have just started to get to know these guys a little bit, and um, you know, talking to, to Slade and his father a little bit was, um, you know, the thing that impressed me about them is is sure they're trying to compete right now and they want to win and, and help him get better, but also they're very cognizant of, of his innings and his mm-hmm. workload, and they have a, a very careful plan and a yeah. detailed plan for how summer's going to work, where he's going to throw. He's going to be at a right, right around a hundred innings for the the whole calendar year 2017, which I think is is really smart and really forward thinking. Mm-hmm. It is good. It, it reminds me of a guy like Michael Mercado. He's a guy who went 40th overall, I believe, mm-hmm. for the Rays. Uh, did a story on him as well. Um, but he was a guy who, who kind of avoided going to showcases just because he was being so careful with his arm. 
Um, there's different ways you can go about protecting your arm and making sure you don't throw a lot, getting the right amount of rest. But I do, I agree with you. It's, it's, it's great to see that. Um, obviously, his dad cares a lot about his health, and I'm sure Slade does as well. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, he's fun to watch. He's got a four-seam cutter, change, curveball, sinker. I mean, yeah, and that, a that was I was surprised to see that, to learn that that was a cutter because it, it, mm -hmm. it, it really did have slider, uh, plays slider like depth slider, to it. And I guess if you can throw it, if you can throw that pitch – without maybe the torque that you get while snapping off a slider. I mean, there have been studies on what's better for your arm and what's worse. I guess it's kind of still up in the air, but it seems like that would be better for your arm. Sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And we're going to have plenty on Slade Coney, um, you know, over the, the course of this year. And it's going to, he's going to be a really fun player to, to watch progress. Um, but uh, there's a couple more that I want to talk about. And goodness, I don't know how long we've gone. We've probably gone close to an hour yeah. so far. So, so we'll wrap it up soon. So, sorry to the players that we can't get all of you in here. It doesn't mean we don't like you if we don't have you in here. <laughs> For sure. it, it's just it's such a good class and it's been such a good event. Um, that so, but so the and guy this is only our first podcast. We're going to be doing more. Yeah, and the, and the guy that we have to talk about, uh, and then there's two more that I'm going to mention. Right. But the guy that we have to talk about is Ethan Hankins. Yeah, um, Ethan Hankins. Easy breezy ninety six would uh, just just a really loose, easy, well balanced, well coordinated delivery. Six six, uh, full physical bodied guy, um, just pounded the zone. I thought he had what really impressed me. Sure, he's six six. He's projectable. He's got a great arm. His arm strength's outstanding. What really impressed me was his fastball command. Mm -hmm. And whenever he wanted that. Uh, down an arm side corner, he had it, um, I, and I, I don't think that he'd have any problem going down the glove side or mm -hmm. eventually um, when he needs to. Um, you know, I you know, I don't think we saw it in the game, but I think he's going to have the ability to to spot the fastball above the hands, and when he's th he's throwing ninety five, ninety six, mm -hmm. uh, that's going to look like a million miles an hour. That that elevated fastball mm -hmm. to to get the hitters to um, you know chase a ball about their hands. So um, breaking ball wise, he threw a couple good ones. He he, he swept one. Um, uh, I believe it was against the left-handed hitter off the the backside corner. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, sorry, the back door. Um, you know he he swept it into this zone and got a strikeout there. Uh, swing miss strikeout there. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think I counted it. He had I think it was like nine or ten swings and misses. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he he was really impressive, and he's gonna yeah. be another one. I, try, I think I charted his first thing. I didn't chart his second just because we were getting video or something. But okay, just I'm looking at the way. The yeah, way I, mean, I have it, it charted as well. Yeah, I mean, he's the way he navigated the strike zone. Yeah. It was you don't see that with like you see you do see guys in high school for ninety six. But, but the combination yeah. of that stuff and that command. Yeah, that's really impressive for and a guy his age. Goodness, we, we could talk about him all day. But yeah, there's there's two more guys that I want to mention. And goodness, this, the, the, this is a strength of this class. Mm -hmm. That's that's the one theme of this this event so far, no doubt. Like, the, yes, there are some good shortstops, there's some good outfielders, but the one obvious strength of this class is the prep pitching, mm -hmm. and that's that's the development that we've had this week. Is that it's not just that there's some good ones at the top. There's a lot of good ones at the top, mm -hmm. and there's like. 20 guys who you could very easily see the path to them getting to the top of the class. And I think, for me, it's still overwhelming the amount of guys who are extremely impressive that it's going to take a little bit to kind of figure out who's who and, and what they have. We saw, I mean, you see four or five pitchers in every single game, and you've got four games a day. It's a lot of guys just to keep track of in your head. So to, to see who will kind of rise up to the top of the class and be at the top of this position group will be fun. 
Uh, and also, I need to see these guys more so I can kind of bear down and see what they've got more. So yeah. it's exciting that there are that many guys uh, to kind of have that that option, I guess, sure. in this class. So yeah. kind of going into it, I didn't know, just because this is my first look at a, at a showcase like this at the beginning of a class, I'm kind of thinking, oh, this is how it always goes. There are all these guys who are throwing low 90s with a good breaking ball and can command both mm-hmm. sides, have some deception. Like, all these guys have really great attributes that you can see a way for them to kind of play up into the, the top five rounds or however high you want to go. But if this is the exception to this class, then I'll, I'm all in for this class. It's fun. Yeah, no doubt, man. And two more guys I wanted to, to yeah, uh, just to, just so the readers can start to understand, uh, listeners can start to understand, uh, you know, who these guys are. Mm-hmm. Luke Bartnicki, uh, oh, yeah. was a guy I wrote about, uh, on the first or second day of the event which seems like a, a million years ago at this point, um, us being on, what, day five or six right now. Um, but Luke Bartnicki, uh, really easy delivery, left-hander, big physical guy, tons of strikes, 91, 93, had some fours in there. I know the PG guys had some fours, and the track man had some fours uh, in there, and just a short, sharp slider that he was able to throw for strikes. Uh, you know, a, a very accomplished high school swimmer, uh, kind of a really interesting backstory to him that um, hopefully I'll be able to suss out a little bit more. Um, still researching that, but a really interesting one. Um, also in, in Georgia, uh, out of Walton High School, which is the uh, same high school that produced uh, Carter Keeboom a couple mm-hmm. years ago um, and has had uh, head coach Shane Amos there has had a just tremendous uh, career mm-hmm. coaching guys and just basically it's become a baseball factory. Um, and then the other guy also out of, of Georgia, I believe he's in North Georgia, uh, Cole Wilcox, uh, to me, it was, you know, he was, he pitched on the first day. He was one of the first pitchers to go and it was like, whoa, um, you know, this is really, really good. Yeah. I'm trying to pull up my notes right now on Cole, but I remember. Yeah. So Cole was like, he was like a full fluid arm circle. Um, and then he was like kind of a lower three quarter guy, big, strong guy. Um, but to me it was like. It was like Tanner Houck, but easier. Um, you know, like like Tanner Houck, obviously, he's just the first-round pick with the Red Sox. I'm not sure if he's signed yet or not, but um, Tanner Houck, sort of like this lower slot, really funky, big, big fastball sink guy um, who's going to pitch in the low to mid-90s um, and, you know, has some, some breaking ball. Uh, you need going to need some breaking ball growth, um, but I, I think uh, – Wilcox fits into that really well. I think his breaking ball has a lot of elements to develop into a true out pitch. I mean, it's firm. It, it was in the, the 80s uh, already. Um, you know, I think as he, he continues to develop that, that's going to be a weapon for him. Uh, and the, the deception and arm strength, physicality, he looks like he could be a, a top-of-the-class kind of guy. Yeah, and he's a guy, uh, I just pulled him up right now, but 91-94 in his first inning, and I thought what was really impressive to me was the run that had gone on this fastball at the end, yeah. some late life to it. Uh, and I feel like that not only is it 94 mile an hour, miles per hour coming in at you, but it's running off at the end. That's hard to barrel. Uh, that was kind of the one thing that stood out to me with him. He gets over his, uh, gets across his body well in his finish, gets over his front side pretty well. So yeah. It was impressive. Yeah. Loose athlete. And goodness, such a good class for arms. But uh, we're going to talk about uh, just a couple sleepers, just some, some guys who are, aren't necessarily, uh, haven't necessarily, you know, been like, I'd say like top ten overall pick yeah. kind of guys, but are are good baseball players that we want to just uh, uh, discuss a little bit. And so for for you, uh, Carlos, the the personal cheese ball um, maybe of the event. Yeah, I mean, obviously we talked about a lot of guys that you really like mm-hmm. already, but yeah, um, personal yeah. sleeper cheese ball. 
is uh, Connor Pavilion, and uh, he's a guy who who's one of the last groups of players that come in. Um, but what I do when I'm, I'm taking notes on players is kind of star guys who either really impressed me or stood out in some way, either the batting practice or the arm or uh, something like that. But um, his batting practice was extremely impressive to me. I thought it was above average bat speed, plus bat speed potentially, really good contact, a strong two-handed finish with him. Um, he just he stood out to me in the batting practice, and then I, I looked at him like, oh, he's a catcher. Okay, yeah. this is interesting. Uh, and then he showed really good actions behind the plate, really strong arm, carried well to second base. So uh, you talk about, again, a position that, in general, it's hard to be a high school catcher and have some success if you're being drafted out of, out of the, uh, yeah. the prep ranks. But with last season, with the catching being such a weak area of the class, it's exciting to have so many guys. We've already touched on a couple and I don't. I haven't seen a lot of Connor. Obviously, he, he came in on the last day. Maybe we'll see more of him tomorrow, mm-hmm. uh, as we have one more day left of when we record this podcast. But uh, yeah, Connor's a really exci- exciting guy for me. I'm, I'm excited to see more of him. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. And 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 for me, um, the guy I'll mention is uh, is Julian Bosnick, mm-hmm. um, who's two way player, but I think his his future is going to be. Uh, is, is best suited on the mound. He might be a two-way player in college, uh, even. I don't know, but uh, lefty, about six foot, six foot one. You know, we've we've talked a lot about in the last you know, calendar year about these functionally sized left-handers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Mackenzie Gore or a uh, you know a Luke Heimlich kind of guy who Luke Heimlich dominating in college baseball this year. Not going to discuss him too much, but the uh, uh, Bosnick to me was was a guy who's just. Good athlete, down the mound well, threw a ton of strikes, had some some breaking ball feel, uh, some change-up feel, just a good lefty. And, and basically, if you're left-handed, you're on my list. If you're left-handed you throw strikes, you're higher. If you're left-handed and you throw strikes with velocity, you're even higher. You can spin it too. Great, I'm all in. Yep. So he, he's got a lot of those traits, and uh, I'm excited to see what happens with him. I'm not sure if he's going to be a guy who's, who's going to be ready to go out of high school, um, but might end up being – Maybe he is, maybe he won't be, but might, he's, he's committed to Wake Forest, who's, who's got a tremendous track record of, of developing arms uh, over there uh, in the past couple of years. So he, he's a guy to watch out for, um, you know, the next few years here. So um, I think that, that about wraps it up. I'm going to see if we got any questions. I don't think we did um, on, on the draft. People but, are not up this late. No, I mean, we're, <laughs> we're, we're, we're pretty late here. But uh, names, any names to drop, like fun oh, names? I know we had one today. It was pretty cool. Uh, but then we'll, we'll drop some of these on you guys, and then we'll let you go. Yeah, but, and, and if you're a player listening, we're, we're definitely not making fun of your names. We like these unique names and these cool names that we sure. have here. And I know we've talked about names a lot. I guess it's just fun to pick out names that are that are interesting. Yeah. Uh, Jumping so, the gun on me. So okay. So the one now. the one that I like um, was Bay Wicker. Yeah. Oh, uh, Bay Witcher. Bay Witcher. Bay Witcher. Yes. Not Bay Watcher. Bay Witcher. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, right, right in another picture. great one. Baden Root. If you, you say it, it sounds like Babe Ruth. Uh, yeah, you talk to him, and I'm pretty sure his family and friends call him Babe Ruth because Baden Root sounds so close. If you're just kind of saying it quicker. <laughs> Two way guy. Hopped yes. on the mound. Upper 80s, low 90s. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, man. I'll just throw some, some, some out there. Uh, Osiris Johnson is fun. He was also really twitchy. We could have talked about him in the middle of the Yeah, we could have. We could have talked about Osiris. Good arm, good actions in the infield. 
uh, yeah, this is really riveting audio as we look through to find. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna go. Names. I'm gonna go. Uh, how about Hudson Haskett? Yeah, you. If you're going Hudson Haskett, then I'm gonna go with Jan uh, Carlos. Yeras, yeah, Jan Carlos Yeras, that was Jan a good Carlos one. Yeras. We can end on names of ourselves. Lion <laughs> Richardson, Lion Richardson pitched today. He had field for a fastball, a breaking ball. You know, hey, don't sleep on Jan Carlos. He he was throwing like low nineties. Oh yeah, Jan Carlos the, like a low uh, slot slinger. Yeah, yeah, I mean the, the fastball effect. Fastball up in the zone, low sharp breaking misses. ball, that yeah. life, but dancing life through the zone. Jan Carlos had a good day. Uh, on the mound, but uh, that's that's I think uh, the last one I'll throw out there is Franco Alamon, uh, which is, is uh, or Tyler Casagrande, yeah. uh, who was funny. It was like <laughs> Scout sitting next to me. He's like, "Hey, what did Big House do?" He's like looking at looking down at his nose. He's like, "Sorry, Reg Smith, what did Big House do?" And I'm like, "What? What? Oh, oh, Casagrande. Yeah, yeah okay. Uh, so." All right, Carlos. That's that's been yeah, a fun pod. Getting a little punchy. A little we, we're getting punchy. It's, it's late at night. We're recording this. So um, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, thanks for for those of you who have stuck around the whole whole hour uh, hour plus whatever we've gone. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, obviously, thanks to the players and, and Perfect Game for for doing this event. It was so much fun to cover yeah, the players. It was a blast. First time for me. Uh, hope to come back sometime. Just the amount of talent here is incredible. So uh, still kind of trying trying to absorb it all and take it all in but it's been a blast and, and look forward to more content and, and more stories and coverage and scouting reports from us uh it's exciting i'm very excited to be starting a new draft cycle and this is what perfect game national it is absolutely yeah and and uh it's a great time to subscribe at baseball mm-hmm. america we've got mid-season update coming for for those who are a little more focused on the guys who are already in pro ball mm-hmm. uh we're reporting draft signings we're um the College we, World Series is the, going on. The College World Series I is happening even, right now. I don't now. even know what's going on. It's such a bummer. Such a bummer that we can't yeah. follow that. But um, the uh, and then we have we have guys uh, we have folks all over the country covering uh, minor league all star games. California, Florida, Omaha. Got some other places. Where, Florida, shoot, you know, there's everybody's yeah. everywhere. It's all yeah, covered, it's and, and uh, you know that's what we do. We're baseball America. We go to, and uh, we've got the game covered like nobody else. So, uh, for Carlos, uh, I'm Hudson Belinsky. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll be back with another pod soon. Take care. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at hero.co. Hero Bread.